Hi and welcome to the Time for Your Health podcast with me, Lewis Pierce, and my co-host Matthew Long. In today's episode, we drop some goal-setting knowledge bombs that are going to help you actually create a goal and reach it. Instead of what most people do, we just set a New Year's resolution and then take zero action. I wonder why they're in exactly the same position 10 years later. The key to achieving a big goal is breaking it down into simple daily actions. And we show you exactly how to do that in today's episode. Matthew, how are you? Uh, good morning, Lewis. How are you? And Happy New Year. Today, Happy for those year. who were listening at different times of the year, today is the <laughs> 1st of January 2020. It is. And it's uh, 10 a.m. in the morning. How are you feeling, Matt? I know you had a bit of a late uh, Yeah, a little bit bleary-eyed, but uh, always ready to go. I was in bed by 10, mate. I'm a, <laughs> I, live a, I live a wild lifestyle. Yeah, my kids are all grown up now, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you're reliving the youth, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So today's episode then, seeing as today is January the 1st, I want I've, I think it's quite fitting to talk about goals and goal setting. Now, I'm not, as you can tell by my bedtime last night, I don't really care about New Year's. I think it's overrated. I think it's a bit pointless. I also think that, you know, the goals that I set in 2019 weren't set on January the 1st. They were set throughout the year. So... Having one set day where you set a goal and then either hit it or don't hit it is, is, is a little bit silly, in my opinion. Um, but a lot of the people that are listening to the podcast, whether you're listening to this on, well, it won't be the 1st of January now at the time you're listening to this because it won't be going out for probably a month. Um, but whether you're listening to this as it's launched, whether you're listening to this the 1st of January 2021, or whenever it is, I want you to sit down and listen to what we're going to go through in this, in this podcast episode. Because, in my opinion, goal setting is, is the fundamentals of improving your life. Yeah, it's as simple as that. And, and the biggest mistake that I see people making when it comes to goal setting is that they don't, they don't take it seriously. They literally, they just, like New Year's resolutions, for example, they are all people essentially setting goals. Most of them set under the influence, so half of them won't even be remembered the next day. But they are literally just someone saying, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to do more runs, blah, blah, blah. And because the goal is so one-dimensional and thin, and there's no thought we've got into it, no real plan of action, it's completely pointless. And that's what most people do with their goals. Yeah, a lot of the people that, that I speak to on the phone that, that want to come and work with me, when I ask them what the goals are, initially it's something like, oh, I just, I just want to drop a dress size. Oh, I just want to lose a couple of pounds. Okay. I isn't going to get you out of bed at 6 a.m. in the morning to get a workout done. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where you need to uh, have the motivation and determination, isn't it? Yeah, and that motivation and, and determination comes from having a decent goal, a goal that actually has some depth to it, has some meaning to it, and, and is unique to you. And it's not just a case of, oh, Sally in the office is trying, is trying the one-to-one diet. I could do a losing a few pounds. I'm going to try the one-to-one diet as well because that's half the reason why people don't follow a diet is because they've got no, they don't understand. They don't know why they want to be on it, and they've got no emotional attachment to the actions they're taking. Anything to add, Matt, on that in brief introduction? Say brief. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we come to goal setting. It is finding something that's going to motivate you, like you say, to get out of bed in the morning and do more exercise, or even something that motivates you to plan your meals for the week ahead. 
Uh, it's all well and good giving people a structured plan to how to uh, organize their life, plan meals, do more exercise, but they still need their own determination and motivation. And like you mentioned on that emotional attachment to what you want to achieve, your goal setting. So when you do set goals, you really do need to sort of sit down and, and plan your goal, not just come up with weight loss or like you say, dropping a dress size, because it's all the planning around that, that you need to have the motivation for, like getting out of bed half an hour earlier, like making sure you, you carry a water bottle around so you're drinking more fluids during the day like you know setting time aside for meditation or exercise something that's going to clear your brain so you can stay focused uh, and it is really breaking it down to all the all the nitty-gritty parts that's going to help you achieve your ultimate goal of weight loss or dropping the dress size yeah it's all well and good setting a goal but you haven't got a plan it's completely pointless absolutely cool so the first thing i want to touch on then is i i'm just jumping the first Something I did in December with all the girls in my program is I did a three-part um, goal-setting series where I took them by the hand, went in-depth into how to set goals for 2020. And we're going to kind of do a similar sort of thing here in this one podcast. Um, not get as deep because I don't want this podcast to be hours and hours long, um, but go through the same sort of process and give you the same sort of pointers that I, that I give them when it comes to goal-setting. So the first thing I want to want to talk about is SMART goals, okay? So SMART is an acronym. Acronym, is that the right word? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, basically, if you follow the, the SMART acronym, S-M-A-R-T, when you're setting a goal, whether it is a fat loss goal, a fitness goal, a lifestyle goal, a business goal, any kind of goal, if you follow this acronym, you're gonna, your goal is going to have what we just talked about. It's going to have an emotional attachment. It's going to have some depth to it. And it's going to set you off on the right foot, right? So... The S stands for specific, right? So what I mean by specific is not like Sally down in the office, I want to lose a couple of pounds before I go to IB for the girls. That is not specific. Specific is something like I want to lose 10 pounds in 10 weeks. That's a specific goal. Yeah, that's, a, that's a measurable goal, which is what the M is, is measurable. So the, all of these parts of the acronym they all kind of tie them together right and you'll see that as we go through them so you gotta have a specific goal that is measurable right so saying oh i want to lose a bit of weight that's not specific that's not measurable that's stupid <laughs> that's a stupid goal yeah so specific and measurable how can you make sure that you are on track to hitting that goal how can you make sure that if you're not on track that it's highlighted that you're not on track and you can adjust things right and then A stands for attainable or achievable. They're both the same word, but if you look this up on Google, they different um, people call it attainable or achievable. Basically the same thing. Can you actually reach it? Yeah. So if you're saying, I want to lose 10 stone in six months, that's not attainable or achievable in a realistic amount of time. Yeah. You can't lose 10 stone in six months. Yeah. You can lose 10 stone in maybe five years. That would be a really realistic way of putting it. But, you got to make sure that this goal is actually achievable. Otherwise, you're doing probably the worst thing possible and setting yourself up for failure. Yeah? Something that I see a lot is people messaging me saying, Lewis, I need to lose a stone before I go on a holiday. Like, okay, cool. When's your holiday? Oh, two weeks' time. Nice one, mate. That's, <laughs> that's absurd. Yeah? That's not achievable. It's not attainable. You've got to be realistic. 
Yeah, put your big boy, big girl hat on and make a goal that's, that makes sense. All right, we'd all love to lose a stone in two weeks. We'd all love to. Yeah, the only way you're going to do that is if you try some fabric as you stuff on the toilet for two days. So make sure that the goal you're setting is actually achievable. And that comes down to the time that you give it, basically, which is the team which we're going to get into in a, in a second. I'm kind of smashing through these because I don't want to spend all day on them. If you want to go listen back through this episode and hear me go over these again, you can. Um, I want to give you short, sharp, actionable tips and not ramble on about goal setting too much, which is what I often have the habit of doing to uh, stop me mad if I do start rambling. So <laughs> I've, I've tried not to comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got so far the S specific, the M is measurable, A is attainable slash achievable. And the R is relatable. Now, this is where the emotion comes into play. This is where the emotion comes into play of, of your goal, right? If it's not relatable to you, you will not follow it. If it's not relatable to you, you will not have a reason why to stick to the plan that you will have put in place after you've created this goal, right? It's the, it's the reason why you're doing this, why you want this goal. So an example of that would be, I want to lose, so an example of a goal that you'd have so far is I want to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to, I'm going to measure that by trying to lose or ensuring that I'm losing one pound a week by stepping on the scales two times a week to make sure that they're going in the right direction. I'm giving myself 10 weeks to lose these 10 pounds. And the reason why I want to lose 10 pounds is because I'm struggling to fit into, um, into a size 10 dress, which I used to be able to fit into is it's damaging my confidence and I want to be able to wear that dress and feel amazing, feel attractive and, and go on a nice date with my partner where he looks to me and I feel fantastic. He thinks I look fantastic. That is an example of a relatable, how you make a goal relatable. It has a, a, a personal and rem- an emotional attachment to you. It could be something like you, you want to eat healthier or whatever because you want to set a good example to your children because they see you currently drinking lots of coke and eating lots of chocolate, putting on weight having no routine and you want to make sure that you are setting your kids up for life by leading by example, that could be relatable. So sit down and have a think about why do you really want this? Do you really want this? If you don't really want it, it's just a goal that you copy from somebody else. Then, then go through the relatable part of this acronym. We'll highlight that and hopefully stop you from wasting two months of your life trying to follow a goal that you don't even want to follow. Yeah, because it's not yours. So make sure it has purpose and meaning to you. Okay. And then the last T, which I've already mentioned, is time. So you've got to give it a time limit. Yeah, if, if I said to Matt, Matt, I want to lose 10 pounds, giving myself the entire 2020 to do it, to lose 10 pounds. Okay, well, the chances are you won't be performing as at your optimal capacity when it comes to weight loss, you waste time, and you may not even hit it because you, it hasn't got, there's no sense of urgency. Yeah, there's no sense of scarcity or whatever when it comes to hitting this time, hitting this goal. So time-bound and attainable, they, they kind of tie in together. So you've, that's what makes it achievable or ultimately is the time. Yeah, if you, if you have a goal where you want to lose five stone, create a goal which, which is where you lose five stone. But make sure that you time you, the time that you give yourself to lose that, that five stone is realistic. I've touched on previous episodes, weight loss, speed of rate loss, rate of weight loss, whatever. Go back to them, especially the female fat loss episode, which I think is a couple of episodes ago. Go and listen to that if you haven't already. That will help you understand a little bit more about what's realistic when it comes to weight loss. But for argument's sake, if you're this is the first episode that you've listening that you've listened to, then 
if you're aiming to lose a pound a week, that is pretty realistic. Yeah. Some weeks you may lose. I've had some, some women join my program who have lost eight pounds in the first week. Right? You would expect something like that to happen. Expect to lose a lot more weight in the first week of your weight loss. That will not continue. Yeah. You will literally lose maybe anything from four to eight pounds, maybe even a couple more in the first week, depending on how overweight you are and how bad your diet is. I mean, as soon as that, you, your body's got rid of that water, um, all that sort of thing, and it starts, you know, actually targeting fat loss specifically and not just cleaning up your, your body from all the junk that's in there and excess water that you're holding, that weight loss will drop, yeah, to maybe one or two pounds a week. So, for argument's sake, if you're aiming for one pound a week of weight loss, some of you may lose two, some of you may lose none, some of you may even put it on. But if you're giving yourself a time, where you're, time limit where you're aiming for one pound a week, you'll probably hit it, yeah. And then she's completely off the wagon and just screwed everything up. So yeah, pound a week. Excellent. And the great thing about losing one to two pounds a week is it's realistic and it's sustainable. So when you've reached your target, you can carry on focusing on the way you've been eating before and, uh, and your weight will fluctuate as it always does. But you can always go back to losing that one or two pounds a week, which is very achievable and very sustainable. And that's what it's a lot of it's about. It's not just about losing the weight initially. It's, it's that whole lifestyle change. And uh, we know it's got to be a lifestyle change. So that's why we know that a lot of the fad diets don't work because they just give you a quick fix. You feel great for a little while, but you don't actually achieve that lifestyle change to keep it sustainable. And I'm just looking through the, the SMART acronym and um, a lot of it all comes down to having something to focus on. And if you've got that focus set in your brain, you've got it set in your subconscious, it becomes so much easier. Now, whether you meditate, whether you just want to think about it just before you go to sleep at night, whether you just want to put sticky notes in places so that you re remind yourself to stay focused, then you, you do what you, whatever you've got to do to that's personal to you. And we'll touch more on that, that kind of stuff, I'm sure, on another podcast. Uh, but it, is got, it has got to be realistic. It has got to be sustainable. And, uh, you know, as Lewis, as you said there about, you know, making it realistic, it has to be realistic because otherwise you, you're just never going to be able to, like you say, you're still going to set yourself up for failure. You're never going to actually be able to achieve it. And the good thing about making it realistic is that you see the nice progress, which gives you a boost. It gives you a, a higher self-esteem, gives you that confidence that you can continue to do so. And, and that's where you've got to, got to you know, get in your head that, uh, you know, you sort out the brain part of it. You can manage to focus and do it sensibly. It's going to be much more achievable. It's going to be much more enjoyable. And you're going to see the gains or the losses <laughs> that you want to achieve. Yeah, so it's about giving yourself that endorphin rush, essentially, of the little wins. Yeah, if you give yourself, like I said, you're setting up yourself up for failure if you're trying to aim for a stupid amount of weight loss in a, in a short period of time, you're going to instantly put, put yourself into a state of negativity immediately. If you say, I want to lose a stone in a month, right? For some people, that's feasible. I've had people in my program do that, but not very many, right? So set yourself a realistic goal, otherwise you're literally going to miss it by a mile and 
go the complete opposite direction. You'll be like, you know, screw this. I'm destined to be fat forever. And then do the complete opposite. Start throwing everything out the window, eating junk, not exercising because you don't see the point in it because it doesn't work for you. And really, it does work for you. You're just not being realistic. Yeah. Put your adult head on. Look at it from perspective and be like, cool. Realistically, I can lose one pound a week. So I want to lose a stone. You give myself three months to lose a stone. You may do it, you may do it shorter in, in shorter period of time. In which case, awesome. You just have a massive high five. But it'll probably take you 12 to 14 weeks. You set yourself a goal that's realistic and you hit it. Big pat on the back. Then you can set yourself your next one. Or you can just literally, what I want to talk about next is reverse engineer. Yeah, so it's all well and good, like we said at the start. <coughs> Setting a goal. If you don't actually reverse engineer it or have a plan in place to hit that goal, it's just written on a piece of paper. It never comes to fruition, you know? So you've got to reverse engineer. You've got to get clear on what's going to create that, or what's going to manifest that goal, basically, or make that goal a reality. If it's a weight loss goal, what are the daily habits you need to be doing every day to lose weight consistently? And then focus on that. Yeah, you have this end goal. I mean, all you do is you focus on what are called the lead indicators. Focus on the lead indicators. What is going to actually produce the end result when done consistently? And just do that. Yeah, so you can write on your board 14 pounds. That's the goal. Give a big red circle around it. And then you can write down the three habits that you need to be doing every single day that are going to create that result. And then take off those habits every single day. Monday, did I do, did I track my calories? Did I track my steps? Did I drink enough water? Did I meditate? Blah, blah, blah. Tick them off. Yeah? And as long as you're ticking most of the stuff off that list every single day, you're going to get to your end goal. Yeah? And likewise, if it's a lifestyle goal that you want, or you want to eat better more consistently, what have you got to do every single week to eat better? Right? Well, you probably have to plan your meals in advance or at least plan your shopping list in advance. Don't just go into Asda and walk around the, the aisles starving because you're going to end up buying jars of peanut butter with marshmallows. Make sure that you've actually got a plan. Yeah? You, whatever, whatever your goal is, it has to be, there has to be a plan created for it. Otherwise, it is just ink on a piece of paper. So reverse engineer it. Look what the goal is. What small things done consistently are going to create that goal? Simple as that. You know what I mean, Matt? Absolutely. Uh, something I'd just like to touch on when you're talking about goal setting is sometimes that uh, we have to uh, really break it down to what we actually want so that we can find that motivation and that emotional attachment to what we want. And that could be, like you said, uh, you wanting to fit back into a specific item of clothing uh, or whatever. But um, one thing I found on the, on the hypnotherapy side of, my, of my, uh, my clinic is that when people want to achieve things like um, weight loss or giving up smoking as we're in January, um, they need to sometimes find out what the cause of why they're having bad habits, because it's not always down to just a, a, some kind of addiction or anything like that. Uh, there's quite often an emotional side to it. Something from their past could be causing them to feel like they need to eat more or smoke, for example. And um, sometimes it just, you do have to maybe break it down, maybe go for therapy, maybe go for you know a hypnotherapy session. Uh, and when I work with people for weight loss with hypnotherapy, um, sometimes the first session has nothing to do with weight loss <laughs> or uh, 
what we try and do is achieve people control over their eating habits. Uh, but sometimes the emotional baggage is far too great and that needs to be dealt with first so that you can actually start with a clean slate. Uh, so something we might want to touch on in a bit more depth maybe in the future is that emotional crap that we hang on to uh, that we need to let go of so we can learn to let go of that emotional crap before we start going into uh, weight loss and everything else. I know it's gone off a bit off, a bit off topic, but it's something just popped into my head. So you've got, you've got to evaluate whether you are ready, whether you can actually focus. And something to do with smokers and for people with weight loss is they've got to be at that, uh, that point where they are going to be determined. Because if they're not, if they go in half-hearted or they've got too much going on in their heads, then it's just not going to happen. And they're just setting themselves up for failure. Uh, so do, do really look at how you're approaching it and how your mental state is when you start. Uh, 100%. Sorry, Lewis. I 100% agree, mate. I'm nodding profusely over here. I, <laughs> the amount of people I've spoken to who, who want to, they want to lose weight, they want to improve their health, and they're desperate to, but at the same time, they're not ready. And if you, if you were someone listening to this, or if me as a coach, if I was to throw someone into a fat loss strategy that they can't deal with, for whatever reason, you know, they've got, like, like Matt said, they've got emotional baggage they've got to deal with, they've got other things going on in their life that are going to be a priority, then again, that's got to come into the time that you're giving yourself for this. You know, maybe worth setting another goal completely separate to your weight loss goals where you address whatever issue that is that's going on Absolutely, in the background yes. and, and tackle that first. So I've, a lot, I've had a lot of people come to me with, um, they've been in bad relationships with partners. That's what's causing an, an emotional relationship with food. That's beyond my expertise. I would refer them to someone like Matt or to someone that is an actual emotional eating expert. And then be like, cool, have a chat with them, see what they suggest. Uh, they may say we can work together at the same time. Um, and I would touch base with that other person and be like, cool, what's the crack with them? What, what's going on on their end? Anything I need to know specifically for my coaching side of things? Um, you know what I mean? And then or maybe a case of they go to them first, deal with it, whatever problems they've got to deal with with them and then come back to me. And or maybe a case of they, the issue that they had is, is addressed and now they feel competent to take on the extra load of hitting their goals maybe on their own. Yeah. So 100% agree with what Matt, what Matt just said is you've got to look at, are you, are you ready for this? Are you ready to hit this goal? Yeah. And that's it. That's it absolutely. And you know, like you say, it's got to start with the mind. You, you've got to be mentally prepared for the, for making those changes, because if you're not mentally prepared to make those positive changes for yourself, then what's the point of even starting? And uh, yeah. we, can, we can give you all the tools in the world to lose weight, um, you know, planning tools, everything else. But if you're not going to mentally be into it, then you're just not going to get anywhere. And it doesn't matter how much we hold your hand, how much we drag you through it. If you, you know, if you're subconsciously kicking and screaming and bucking the system, you're never going to get to where you want to get to. So, we, you know, we do have to, and with sometimes through the weight loss program, you need to just reevaluate because things happen in life. Things, spanners get thrown in and, you know, and it might be that you put everything on hold for a week while you deal with uh, an ill relative or something. 
Uh, and you know, we all know it's like you go up the hospital for a week, you spend a whole week up in hospital and you're, you can't choose what food to eat. Uh, you can try and make the best of it, but it's not always, uh, it's not always easy. So we do sometimes have to be able to realize that we do have to sometimes put things on hold, um, do the best we can to get through it and then refocus when we've got the time to do that. And sometimes, you know, we just need to realize that life does throw spanners in and don't let that get you down. Just think of it as a pause through your, through your journey, uh, you know, and, and then get back on it and get, get cracking again. Yeah. Live in the real world because life happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, a lot of people will, will create a goal and their entire life will just solely focus on that goal. And if you've got the capacity to solely focus on one goal, that's fantastic. But a lot of people, especially people with families, with maybe multiple jobs or their own business or all these other different things going on in their own life, they haven't got the capacity, they haven't got the capacity to 100% focus on, on one goal. They haven't got the, the capacity to do that. So you, know, maybe, you may be juggling a few different things at the same time. And if that is the case, give yourself longer to hit those goals. Yeah, it just that, comes, it comes. That's what I was going to just about to say. You know, if you, this is where we come into making realistic goal setting. Your timeline. You know, ten ten pounds in ten weeks, very achievable. But if you're worried that maybe something might happen in your life that's going to slow you down, then go right. Well, instead of making it ten weeks, I'll do it over twelve weeks. You know, and then you know you're going to hit that target. You know you're going to, it's, it's very realistic. You're going to get that goal you want. So, which brings me on to a question I wanted to ask you, Lewis, is when is the best time to make a goal? When is the best time to make a goal? Yeah. I would say... Put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I would say when you've got an emotional reason to, to hit it. Okay, good. So, you find the emotional reason to uh, make a goal... Uh, when's the best time to start? When's the best time to start a goal? Or start working towards that goal? Yeah. It would be when you can make it a priority. Okay, cool. So, uh, so I, I, personally yeah. for me, I've never done a New Year's resolution. Um, because if I get to, as you say, get to that point when I'm ready to start, I will just start. Because I'm there. I'm ready to start that that journey, that, uh, that focus and everything else. Um, and I get a lot of people coming into the clinic, especially in January for no smoking. Uh, I have a very high success rate in, in stopping people from smoking or helping people to achieve, you know, smoking cessation. And the reason why is because I screen them first. <laughs> I have a phone call chat with them and I make sure they are ready. And quite often they're not, but the ones yeah. that are ready, I'll allow them to come into the clinic. And I'll do a hypnotherapy session with them. And that's why I've got such a high success rate because you've got to be ready. And when you're ready, when you're at that threshold, then you're going to be focused. You're going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. I do, I do the same thing in my program. I'll speak to them on the phone. And I'll say on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your current situation? Yeah. So someone says to me, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I am. I just want to make a few changes. I'll be like, Cool. There's not enough motivation there for you to actually <laughs> change. So probably not the best time for you to invest a lot of money in trying to hit this goal when you haven't got the emotional, yeah. emotion, yeah. emotional fuel behind you to hit it. And then the next question I'd say to them, or later on I'd say is, do you have time to make this a priority? Are you ready to make this a priority? And if they say, well, I've got this going on, this going on, I'm like, cool, well, let's wait. 
let's wait. I'll touch base with you in a month's time and we'll see if things have changed then. Because it's going to be a waste of my time and a waste of the potential, my potential client's time if I get them to join my program. That's and it. And, and just like uh, as you do there, I do it with the, in my clinic. If they're not ready, why make them waste their money? Yeah, yeah. We're not, it might sound cruel that we're turning people away. It might sound like a, a bad business model. But at the end of the day, you want to, be, you want to do these people uh, a good service. You want to do them, uh, you know, help them achieve their goals. So, you, we, you know, both of us you know, in our roles have to be sensible as coaches to make sure that we're doing best for our client rather than our bank yeah. balance. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And it's the same thing if you took your car to a garage. Right, you have some car, some car garages that solely do tyres, some car garages that solely do MOTs, some cars that specialise in exhaust. If you went to a tyre specialist and you went, "Excuse me, my exhaust is hanging off," people are like, "Yeah, wrong place, mate. Yeah, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong shop. Go to go to Sally down the street. She she's got her own tyre shop, her own exhaust shop. Get yourself in there." So, yeah, you've got to, in answer to both your questions, you've got to make sure that you have an emotional reason to set that goal and then make sure that you have time to make that call a priority before you start trying to move towards it. Otherwise, that's why so many people set New Year's resolutions and don't hit them because one, there's no emotional attachment to them. Two, there's no depth behind the goal. And three, they don't have the time to actually invest in creating that goal or reaching that goal. So, yeah, I see that. Yeah, there's an answer to your questions, mate. Yeah, and so you know, anyone wanting to get in touch and uh, and find out what you, whether it's going to be suitable for them in any kind of way, shape, or form, then please do drop us a message, and uh, you know, we'd, we'd be up for a phone call, chat, and help you achieve those goals, help you set yeah. those goals, and we can, you know, through our uh, various websites, we'll have uh, information available to you as well. So uh, do look us up. Yeah, hundred percent. So that is the. That is a goal setting, physical goal setting, um, smart acronym. The biggest takeaways from this is give yourself a realistic time to hit it. Make sure it's the right time for you actually to hit that goal or work towards hitting it before actually trying to, because it could just make the situation worse. Um, and make a plan. Make a plan for hitting that goal. Don't just write it down on a piece of paper. So give yourself a realistic time. Make sure you've, you can make it a priority to hit this goal and have a plan. Simple as that. As long as you are ensuring that those that is the case when you're writing these goals or following this acronym, there's no reason why you can't hit the goal. Yeah? If you can't hit it now, then you'll be able to actually just, you'll be able to figure out a time when you can, you know, by asking yourself those questions. Can I make this a priority now? No. My grandmother's really ill. I'm caring for her. I haven't got time to to focus on losing weight. Maybe once she gets better or if she's if she passes away, then maybe once that's all happened, I can then focus on myself. And that's and the I, harsh reality of life, isn't it? Some things get in the way. And we need yeah, to understand that, not beat ourselves up about it. And yeah, just ride the storm. And then once you've got through the storm, then you can focus on what you want to focus on. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for me is, is living in the real world. It's like, for example, um, December obviously it's just happened Christmas all that a lot of people will say oh sorry it's Christmas all December sorry it's Christmas pack them a load away because they just have that blase attitude and that is that's what people do if, you, if you're trying to convince yourself that you won't do that you're an idiot 
Yeah, because that is what <laughs> yeah. that's what people that's what people do. That is the culture that we live in. Is where December is an opportunity to start relaxing after what may have been a very tough year. And, it's and then that to, can be great for our physical and mental well-being. So have hundred percent, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. So what I said to my clients in December was, I had a fat loss sprint. Right, so I had a couple of sprints. They had, I had a bit of accountability. There was prize money they could win, and it was just a case of do your best. Yeah, don't do anything crazy. Yeah, and most people pretty much maintain their weight. A few lost a little bit of weight in December. A few put on maybe one or two pounds in December, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah, they all had time with their family in Christmas, over the Christmas period. They all focused on their fat loss goals with a capacity that was realistic for them and what they had going on. Because a lot of them have their own businesses that are very seasonal. So like, like chocolate or like cake businesses and stuff like that. And obviously, December's pretty busy. So their fat loss efforts went slightly more on the back burner because their business efforts took more mm. of a priority. And that's but not- that being said, yeah, that being said, she put on two pounds in the whole of December. Yeah, she lost a bit of weight at the start. So comparing the first of January to the first of December, she's two pounds heavier, and she her business has made. I think her business has made. She's got like forty six new customers or something in one month. Wow, that's um, good going. And she still yeah, managed. That's when your your priorities take a bit of a shift, don't they? Yeah, yeah and so just touching know. on yeah, just touching on life balance quickly while we're on the subject. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing as a perfect life balance. There is just there is just a balance of life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's about and, trying to. Trying to make sure that you're not too heavy on one side for too long that this affects other things negatively. That's what life balance is. Yeah, some months your business may be a priority. Some months your family may be a priority if you're on holiday. Some months your health may be a priority. And that is what it is all about. It is about trying to, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a toy that will stand on. Yeah, a toy that you, or like a seesaw where you're trying to make sure that the other side hits the floor too hard. Basically yeah. is is what life balance is. Yeah, and that's the same as when it comes to fat loss and that's why it's about being realistic, realising that life happens, living in the real world. Just don't be an idiot. That's, that's the takeaway from this podcast is just don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what it all comes down to. Sensible. Yeah, yeah making, making sensible decisions, to the, you know, the smart targets and all the rest of it. Being sensible about it, being, uh, you know, realistic is what it all comes down to. And I suppose it comes down to just being honest with yourself as well. You know, have you got too much going on to be able to focus on it? Are you too uh, too much of an emotional state at the time that you will not be able to, you know, focus on what you need to focus on for uh, for the priority that you want to make a priority? And uh, you know, if something else is a priority at the time, you need to deal with that first. So uh, yeah, it all comes down to the you know that whole being honest, being honest with yourself, so you can make realistic targets. Yeah. We're like going back to the fat loss side of things, if if life is good, life is easy, and you you solely have to focus on your fat loss, and the chances are you hit your fat loss goals quicker, right? So you can say, right, where am I when it comes to time bound? When you're at that part of the smart acronym, you can be like, okay, so that's pretty easy, that's pretty easy. The kids are all loving life in school, they're being well behaved, or I was sleeping well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can be like, cool, I want to lose a stone, I'm going to give myself. Instead of two months to lose a stone, yeah, or maybe a case of work's crazy. I want to punch the kids in the face because they're being an absolute nightmare twenty four seven. My partner isn't helping me. He isn't supporting me in 
anything, I, I feel completely stressed out and overwhelmed. I want to lose a stone. I'm going to give myself six months to lose it. Or maybe even say, I want to lose a stone, but I'm going to give myself two months to get a grip of life. And then I'm going to revisit this goal. I'm going to start then. That is how you would realistically set a goal, is by looking at the big picture. Yeah. Rather than just doing something stupid like, I want to lose a stone before I go on holiday in four weeks. Trying some stupid fad diet. Running yourself to death doing 10K runs four times a week. And then wonder why you fall off a wagon after three days. And you'd actually end up putting on weight before you're holiday. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right, Lewis, I think we should leave it there. That's, uh, that's been a good episode, I, I believe. And uh, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. It's been, it's, uh, you know, it's the 1st of January for us at the moment. And uh, it's given me an idea for a few of my own goals this year. I'm not going to set them straight away, but I'm going to plan them and, uh, and set these goals as, I, as I'm ready. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that for my own uh, personal goals, which is good. Good, mate. Good. I've got a goal that you can help hold me accountable to. I'm writing a book. Wait, what's the book going to be about? <laughs> it's going to be about basically everything we talk about in this podcast pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be, I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet, but it's going to have different aspects, having mindset, nutrition, exercise, basically my entire methodology on how I live my life, basically, and how people can live theirs in a similar way. So I'm giving myself six months to write it. So, June, no, July the 1st, yeah. should be done. Should be done. Sure. I'm going self- to gonna self-publish it as well, so you can hold me accountable to that, mate, and all the listeners can as well, yeah? If you listen to this after July the 1st, go and buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. That's good. I'll look forward to it. Wicked, mate. So, that's, that's it. Thanks for today, Matt. Was, uh, like you said, it was a good episode. Yeah, and... Uh, Anyone listening around January the 1st, Happy New Year.